Thanks for listening to the Cool Church Podcast. This is Joanne Wilson, co-pastor at Cool Church. We're praying that wherever you are on this journey, that this message encourages you. And we want you to know that you were created out of love. And now, here's today's message. I got a word for you. You ready to hear it? It's a brand new series that we are starting today. I like starting brand new series because I get to, to be... Uh, live or talk through a new thought uh, that God has brought into my mind. I pray that the revelation that uh, I know the Lord has given me, I pray that it will resonate with you. So if you have your Bibles, um, we're starting a brand new series today called In the Weeds. In the Weeds. Some of y'all are like, what is that about? Well, we're going to be talking over these next few weeks about what it means to be in the weeds. And in this fall season, as we're ramping up, as we're starting to get back in our rhythm, kids are back in school. Some people have actually physically gone back to the office as we're getting in our normal rhythm again. The end of the year is approaching, but I also love the fall because fall uh, also talks or speaks to the harvest time. So in this time of harvest, uh, we're going to talk about what it means to be in the weeds. I believe that the next season of this church, we're going to be in the weeds, but I'm glad that that's where we are because I know that's where God needs us to be to do what he's called us to do. So if you got your Bibles, I want you to turn to Matthew chapter 13, verses 24 through 30. Matthew chapter 13, verses 24 through 30, and then put your finger on Matthew 13, same chapter, but verses 36 through 43. We're going to read 24 through 31st, and then in a minute, uh, I'll read Matthew 13, 36 through 43. But just starting, if you're watching at home, man, or if you're here in person, take out your Cool Church app. All the notes that I'm giving you right now, they're already in the app. There's some fill in the blanks, like a little quiz makes it fun, but you have to write down everything I'm saying because it's already mostly there for you. So download the app if you don't have it. It will help you. Just out of curiosity, because I ain't seen some of y'all in a while, who actually has a physical Bible with them. Right, right, let me see. Hold it up. Hold it up. Hold it up. Good. Hallelujah. See? See? Look at my guy, Luke. He got his Bible with him. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Keep them cell phones down. Can't cast out demons with cell phones. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry. Old joke. Old joke. Matthew 13, verses 24 through 30. Read something like this. Jesus told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while everyone was sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds. Somebody say weeds among the wheat and went away. Verse 26. When the wheat sprouted and formed heads, then the weeds also appeared. The owner's servant came to him and said, Sir, didn't you sow good seed in your field? Where did all these weeds come from? The enemy did this, he replied. The servant asked him, Do you want us to go and pull them up? Listen to this response in verse 29. I think this is so powerful. God's been rocking my world for months about this. It says, No. You want us to go pull up the weeds? No, he answered. Because while you're pulling up the weeds, you may uproot the wheat with them. Mm -mm -mm. Let both grow together until the harvest. At that time, I will tell the harvesters, first collect the weeds and tie them in bundles to be burned. Then gather the wheat and bring it into my barn. And the church said, 
That's a really good place to say amen. Today, on this first part of this series called In the Weeds, I've entitled it this, if you want to give it a title, We Need the Weeds. We Need the Weeds. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for this day. For this is the day that you have made, God. Let us rejoice and be glad in it, God. I know that before the earth began to spin on its axis, you knew each and every person that will be here today. So I pray that I, 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 I lie down as you rise up. Don't let these words be my own, but let them come directly from your throne room of grace, God, and touch the hearts of the person that needs to hear it the most. God, I pray that before it's all said and done, that this word goes forth, it will not return void. But I pray that somebody, whether in this building or watching from somewhere in this world, God, will meet Jesus and know him, know that he is real know that he loves them. God, I pray for the one that will come back to you today in Jesus' name. And everyone said, everyone said, take about five minutes to give, not five minutes, five seconds to give Jesus a shout of praise. We wouldn't be wrong if we praised him for five minutes though. Good. Can we give it up for like the best band on the planet, man? Y'all are like, love y'all. In the weeds. So the, the parable of the weeds that Jesus tells is one of six parables in Matthew chapter 13 where Jesus is trying to unveil the secrets about the kingdom of God to his disciples. I love Jesus because Jesus always broke stuff down in parables. Sometimes he actually wanted things to be a mystery and he would reveal them to his disciples. But sometimes he broke things down in parables uh, in, in, in layman's terms for people to be able to understand some very complex things of the gospel in a simple nature. In this moment, though, I believe that Jesus um, is, is, is trying to not necessarily hide something, but he wants to reveal something specifically to his disciples that the world is not ready for. And I love this parable as it describes the kingdom of God because this is one of the parables in the Bible where Jesus actually comes afterward and tells you exactly what it means so you don't have to guess. Jesus gives a proper explanation of the parable. So before I offer you any Holy Spirit revelation that God has given me on this parable, allow me to read what Jesus reveals to his disciples about this specific parable in Matthew 13, verses 36 through 43. It says, then he left the crowd and went into the house. His disciples came to him and said, explain to us the parable of the weeds in the field. I love Jesus because Jesus is not scared of questions for he is the answer to every question. Amen. He answered, the one who sowed the good seed is the son of man. He was talking about himself. He was the one that sowed the good seed. The field is the world and the good seed stands for the people of the kingdom. That's you and me. And the church said, amen. The weeds, though, the weeds are the people of the evil one. And the enemy who sows them is the devil. Yes, he called him out by name. The harvest is the end of the age, the end times. That's when the harvest will happen. And the harvesters are the angels. Look at verse 40. It says, as the weeds are pulled up and burned in the fire, so it will be at the end of the age. It says, the son of man will send out his angels and they will weed out 
of his kingdom. Everything that causes and all who do evil. I love that because when he's talking about the weeds, it says one day the things that cause evil and the people that cause evil, they will be weeded out. They will throw them into the blazing furnace where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. Whoever has ears, let them hear. And the church said, it's like, yo, why the time I bring my friend to church, you're talking about weeping and gnashing of teeth, pastor. Like you couldn't have picked a nicer verse today. <laughs> I love this passage and this parable because Jesus explains exactly what he means. Jesus is telling his disciples that there's going to be a reckoning for all of humanity. If you know me long enough, I'm not just one of those preachers that just preach grace. I preach truth. I preach truth and grace. And I am one of those preachers that will still tell you in 2021, the Lord is coming. I believe he can come back right now. I believe he can come back tomorrow. I believe he can come back at any moment. So I always want to live my life like I know Jesus is coming soon. Soon and very soon, we are going to see the king. Amen? We believe that. And Jesus said, hey. There's a reckoning coming. There's going to be a separation. There's going to be a weeding out of Christ's followers and those who oppose them. And, and, and I, I love Jesus because he's very clear. Like he, he doesn't like try to mince words. He's like, hey, my followers will go with me and the people that oppose me and the things that oppose me will be burned up in the fiery furnace. Yes, hell is real. I don't spend much time talking about hell because I don't plan on going there. I also don't believe that hell was designed for you or me. I believe it was designed for the devil and his demons. Jesus loves us. God loves us. Therefore, he sent his son to die for us so we would never even have to experience hell. Jesus is not a fire escape. He does not want you to love him because you are scared of hell. He wants you to love him because you love him. So I don't really spend much time talking about hell, but I will not act like it's not real. It is real. It is real. And Jesus in this parable tells us, man, there's going to be a reckoning one day and some folks are going to get weeded out. And he tells his disciples, I love this, he's allowing them to grow in a world with people and things that oppose him, but he will separate them in the end. We got to keep on growing. In spite of the weeds around us, because one day we will be harvested into the kingdom in spite of the chaos surrounding us right now. God is looking for people that will stand out amongst the trials and tribulation. God is looking for people that will not submit to the weeds around them. God is looking for people that aren't going to look like everything else out there that is not of God. Here's what I found. If God wants to grow you to a new level, don't be surprised if there's weeds around you. I want somebody to catch that in their spirit because some of y'all is like, oh, yeah, man, I got saved. Life's supposed to be all good. No. <laughs> oftentimes, and I would, I would take it a step further. I wouldn't even say oftentimes all the time that God is trying to grow you, you cannot be surprised if there are weeds around you because Jesus never promises growth as a Christian is going to be easy, but we must continue to grow in the weeds. You see, 
weeds around you should not stop you from what God is doing within you. I want somebody to really hear that in their spirit because it's like you, you, you came on this Jesus journey. You got on the Jesus bus. You got on the Jesus train, and you thought everything was going to be all right. I'm going to come in church. I'm going to say, whoa, and I'm going to be good. No, you're going you, because, because you sang that, you're going to walk out there, and you're going to be in some weeds because you sang it. You're going to walk out there right back into the weeds of life because the weeds around you should not stop you from from what God is doing within you. You see, this is a series that's going to teach you about how being in the weeds will actually help you grow. So there's two points that I want to make as we, as we open up this conversation and this talk about weeds. And the first is this. If you, if you know this, this will, as a Christian, this will bless your life. If you, if you just let this, this one easy thought resonate in your soul, I promise you it'll give you a better perspective when you walk out the doors in the next few minutes. First thing is this. Weeds grow too. Weeds grow too, man. Like weeds are an actual living organism. They grow just like you're supposed to grow. Weeds grow too. Look at Matthew 13, 27 through 29. It says, the owner's servants came to him and said, sir, didn't you sow good seed in the field? Where then did the weeds come from? I love the owner of the field. He says, an enemy did this, he replied. The servants asked, do you want us to go and pull them up? The answer is so good. Underline this in your Bible. Verse 29 says, no, because while you're pulling up the weeds, you may uproot the wheat with them. While you're pulling up the weeds, you may uproot the wheat with them. I read this, this parable and it reminds me of a story from my own uh, life. Me and my wife, we used to have a garden in our backyard. And my wife, man, she loved this garden, man. She was planting like arugula and, and, and sweet potatoes and all kinds of herbs and spices. The colonel ain't had nothing on her garden, man. She just, she was planting all kinds of stuff. So one day I thought I was going to be a good husband. I said, you know what? My baby girl been working hard. Her garden is growing. We've been eating stuff from the garden. I said, you know what? I'm going to go and weed her garden. I'm going to go weed it because, like, I, you know, I, I go out there in the house and I don't, I don't want my baby out there. I, listen, man, black girl magic. I don't want the, the humidity to make her hair sweat out. I like your hair today, by the way. I like that little swoop, that little Michelle Obama swoop you got going. I like it. I like it. But you know how it is, man. It got some humidity out there. That humidity is heavy. That thing frizz out like afro as soon as she go outside. So I say, you know what? I'm going to go weed the garden. So I'm out there, man, I'm weeding, God working hard, man, sweating, I'm digging stuff up, man, like I'm just, I'm getting dirty, man, dirt under my feet, I'm just, I'm, I'm digging, I'm, I'm starting, like, I'm starting to like get impressed with myself. I'm like, man, this garden look good, I should, like, I don't know, I mean, I don't know nothing about gardening, y'all. I just like, if it's a weed, I'm going to pull it. The weed, I'm pulling, so I'm pulling, I'm pulling, I'm pulling all kind of weeds in. I start, I start pulling, and I, I'm, I'm like, I got, I got everything in like nice, like neat little piles. I can see like the soil again because I pulled up so many weeds. I got a giant bag of weeds. I'm like, man, I killed this joint. You know what I'm talking about? Like, I, I, I killed it. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, so as, 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 as I'm feeling myself, I'm like, babe, come check out what I did. She comes outside, she's like, what you doing? I was like, babe, I weeded the whole garden for you. <laughs> and she came out, and first she had a smile, but upon closer inspection, she looked at my work, and she was displeased. 
I said, babe, what's, what's wrong? She said, what are you doing? What did you do? I said, I pulled up the weeds. She said, no, you pulled up my cilantro. You pulled up my oregano. You pulled up my thyme. Those weren't weeds, fool. Those were plants. I pulled up the things that she had planted. And as I'm telling you that story, as clear as the Holy Spirit spoke to me then, I hear him speaking to me now. I pulled up something that was living because I couldn't tell the difference between what was living and what was killing it. This verse rocked my spirit, man, because it revealed to me that the weeds growing with me have been allowed to stay to protect me from being uprooted too early. I want somebody to catch this. See, God is a master gardener. This is what John 15 tells us when, when Jesus says, I am the vine. He says, my father is the gardener. Only a master gardener would allow something that seems detrimental to your growth to grow with you to give you enough time to set yourself apart to spare you. God says, I'm going to let them both grow together because over time they should grow differently. Man, I wish somebody was in this world with me today. Don't be mad at God because he's allowed you to be among the weeds in this season to give you time to separate yourself from them. Grow di Don't be mad at the weeds. Grow differently. See, the, 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 the beauty of something that is really living like a true plant, what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to grow up. Weeds grow where? Around. Weeds grow around you because they want to suffocate. Are you going to live your life in circles growing around? Or are you going to grow up towards the Father, towards the Son, towards the source? Don't be like the weeds. Grow differently. Some of you are too comfortable growing one way when God wants you to grow differently. The job that you lost seems like a weed, but it forced you to start a business that you've been procrastinating on. Grow differently. Oh, if you're going to clap, clap. Don't give me a petty clap. <laughs> Working at home seemed like a weed. But it may have saved your family because now you actually spend time with them when you didn't spend time before. Grow differently. The delay that you encountered in traffic to get here or going to work may seem like a weed, but it protected you because it caused you to drive a different route that actually allowed you to get to your destination safely. Grow differently the group of friends that you had ain't nothing but a bunch of weeds thank god they left get into a connect group grow differently <laughs> some of us have gotten way too comfortable going to places that do not support our growth at all and they ain't safe. They're actually weeds, but you don't come to church because you say it ain't safe. Grow differently. That's not for y'all. That's for the, okay. <laughs> God's only allowing growth to happen among the weeds for a season because he wants to see if there's anything different between you and the weeds growing around you. Grow differently. 
See, here's the thing about growth, especially as it pertains to weeds. You got to know a weed when you see one. See, you better be able to call a weed a weed, because if you can't call a weed a weed, the weed is probably you. You better call out them weeds. I'm going to call out some weeds, and when I say them, I want you to say weed, because I, I want you to get into practice of knowing the weed when you see one. Greed? Oh, you see how we rhyme there? That's why we get up and talk about generosity as a blessing and being able to, to collect more as the kingdom so that we can give more and be generous as the kingdom. So here we go. Greed, jealousy, envy, addiction, sex outside of marriage. For real, pastor, I got to stop. Weed. Lustful behavior. Lack of self-control, depression, anxiety, hate, indifference, lack of compassion, fear, disobedience. They are all weeds. See them for what they are and do not grow in their direction or they will consume you. For the enemy only desires, he would love for you to grow like what he has planted to kill you. Don't be a weed, be able to call a weed a weed when you see one. Amen? Because weeds grow too. But finally, don't focus on the weeds. Focus on your growth. Don't focus on the weeds. Focus on your growth. Look at what Matthew 13 verse 30 says. It says, let both grow together until the harvest. Let both grow together until the harvest. You know, you know how strong a plant is when weeds are present and it's still standing tall at harvest time? Tells you how strong something truly is. And some of us have been so focused on the weeds, you don't realize how strong you've become while you've been growing with them. Understand, man, like the weed of unemployment, it didn't discourage you. You know what it did? It made you value the job that you have now more and you give 110% every day because you know what it is to go without. The weed of a bad relationship, it didn't break you. All it did was help you realize how beautiful and how amazing and how awesome you truly are. You smart. You special. You're beautiful. You're amazing. And now you're going to save yourself for the one who will be more of an asset to you than a liability. Why? Because you had the weed of a bad relationship to show you what a good one looks like. The weed of a false teacher or a false prophet. They didn't derail you. They just helped you realize that when God said hide the word in your heart so that you do not sin against him, that you have protection because you know the word intimately. So somebody that knows the word passively cannot deceive you. Get into your Bible. The weed of a failed business didn't stop you. It caused you to fail forward. Now you make wiser investments. You create more margin within your budget and you truly understand your numbers and your business model. Be mad because it didn't work out the first time. If I stopped trying to be an entrepreneur after my business failed the first time, we wouldn't even be here talking right now. You got to fail forward. The weed of bad credit isn't an end to you. It should make you a better steward and force you to live below your means, not above them. And the weed of illness, thank God it didn't kill you. 
All it did when you got the healing from God, it made you appreciate your life so much more so that you would know that your healing did not come from man, but you could say by his stripes, I am healed. And you appreciate the healing God so much more because you know what it's like to be sick. You know what it's like to be stuck in a hospital bed. You know what it's like to be on a ventilator. But because God healed you, you appreciate your lungs so much more because now when you take in breath, you thank God for every breath you take, every move you make because you know that every breath comes from him if you believe it say amen what will you choose to acknowledge in this season what happened to you or how you chose to grow from it life is never about the weeds that happen to you life is about how you respond to those things to be honest when I read this parable it reminds me a lot of our story with this church and there are those of you that have been with us from the beginning. Those online, I know definitely watching. And then, man, I look around, I see so many new faces. I actually love having our in-person gatherings now because most of the time I don't really know the folks that are in here because you found us online. You came for the first time. It's like, hey, how you doing? I've been looking at you for a year straight online, but I don't know you. And it's awesome because I get to see so many new faces, but there's so many there's, there's so many original family members that are still there that you may not see right now, but they're still a part of this. And if you are out there, I just want to tell you thank you for staying with us for so long. But if I can be honest, I read this parable of the weeds. I think about cool church. Like, like in 2019, like we planted a church in the fertile soil of Miramar. How many of y'all thankful that we came to Miramar? Man. We planted a church here in Fertile Soil. And man, that first year, man, if y'all could, let's, let's, let's reflect. Can y'all remember back with me? That first year was crazy. Man, we saw thousands of people walk through the doors starting at New Renaissance. And within six months, God brought us right here to the Miramar Cultural Center, man. And we saw hundreds of people saved by the power of Jesus Christ. At the end of the first year of Cool Church, there were 637 people that were documented that gave their life to Jesus. That's crazy. That's bigger than most churches in America. We save more people than we see in most churches through the power of Jesus. And as we came into January 2020, man, I was like, man, this thing about to get crazy. Start making plans. We had to, we hit two services, over a thousand people showing up to church every week. It was nuts. We celebrated our first birthday, man. It was, it was a movie, man. So many people got saved, man. People started to make this house into a home. March 2020 hits. March 15th to be exact. That was our very first online service. We had just purchased online equipment because we were going to stream online and have in-person service but we didn't fully even know how to do it yet we were going to ease into it within a week the cool church staff figured out how to get us streaming online out of nowhere it was crazy man people had so many sleepless nights and on march 15th we did our very first online service and we stayed fully online without uh physically opening the doors to the church for a year like we had to pivot hard and that weed of the pandemic, man, it changed up everything that we used to do. And along with that weed came the weed of joblessness, came the weed of uncertainty, came the weed of fear, 
the weed of anxiety, the weed of depression, the weed of physical distance, the weed of divorce. So many people, they split up in that time of being quarantined because they realized they, the more they were around each other, they couldn't deal with each other. The weed of abuse, the weed of overt racism reared its ugly head. The weed of political unrest, the weed of death. So many of us are still mourning people that we lost in 2020 and we're still losing people today. But as a church, we had to pivot. We said we can't stop. So even if we can't see each other in person, man, at least let's keep this thing going online, man, because people need hope right now. It's enough negativity being broadcast. We need to broadcast hope. So we pivoted. And I preached to y'all from my living room, <laughs> preached to you from the loft. We preached wherever we could, but we stayed in the community, doing service projects, man, helping people, giving out free masks, food, whatever we could do to help. We just wanted to be a part of the solution, not the problem. We wanted to keep growing in spite of the weeds. January 2021 hits, man, and we pivot again. We say, you know what? Meeting online is cool. Vaccines coming around the corner. You know what? Let's be a hybrid church. Let's meet a little bit in person and a lot of bit online. And for the first seven months of 2021, man, we would meet online every week, but one Sunday a month we would gather. We would gather inside. We would gather outside. We would be at parks. We would be under tents. Wherever we could physically gather safely, we did it. We skipped rows of chairs. We limited the amount of capacity. We had people wearing masks. We did whatever we could, but we still broadcast online, so we had to pivot again because we said, man, we can't stop growing in spite of these weeds. And with that, God honored our obedience to him. And, man, we began to see people show up. And what we truly found was that 20% of the church would show up physically while another 80% of the church would watch every week online and still does to this day. But the thing about it is, it's not just the folks that live in South Florida. We begin to see people watching and serving from all over the world, man. They're serving leaders literally that you have never met, that you have never seen, but they call themselves a part of this house from Texas to Connecticut to the Cayman Islands. There are people all over the world that are a part of this house that would have never been a part of this house if the weed didn't try to stop us from growing. You see, the other thing that happened which I've seen so often is I've seen the doors of church closing because of this pandemic. Because they couldn't, if I could be honest, if I could be a frank, they couldn't afford to stay up. Could you imagine what it feels like to plant a church for a year, be killing it, and then the next year you got to physically close your doors? Could you imagine the type of panic you could allow those weeds to make you have? Not us, no. We pivot, we moved. Do you know that you gave in 2020 more than you gave in 2019. But here's the even better thought. In 2021, you've already given so much. We are on pace for the first year of this church to give away seven figures in missions. Let me make that clear. We're gonna give away over $100,000 in local, national, and international missions because you said whether I'm online or in person, I'm gonna give to the house because the house has to continue to grow in spite of the weeds.
That's the kind of house I want to be a part of. That grows and stands tall in spite of the circumstance. In spite of the things that try to stop us. You see, the truth is, I thought that all we needed to grow was fertile soil. But God knew we needed the weeds. <laughs> I wish this would resonate in somebody's spirit today because this ain't just about a church, it's about you. You think, oh, oh man, if I, if I could just be in the right place at the right time with the right people, had the right resources, then I'll grow. No. Often, God puts you in a place where you don't want to be with people you don't want to be around without any resources and says grow anyway. Why? Because he wants to see if you're able to grow in the weeds. Because here's the truth. Are the issues of the world that affect this house over? No! If anything, they've probably gotten worse. But I'm not going to spend my time focused on the weeds because Cool Church has grown in whatever weeds have chosen to surround it. And I promise you, with God's help, we will still be standing at harvest time. You see, what if I told you that God allowed the weeds to help you to succeed? What if I told you that God allowed the weeds in your life, the weeds of that marriage that don't feel like it's working out? You need that to succeed. The weeds of that boss that drives you crazy, you need that to succeed. The weeds of those children that don't listen to nothing you got to say, you need them <laughs> to teach you patience so that you can succeed. What if I told you you needed the ways to succeed? This is not just a new message for us. God has used his word to show us time and time again that he did not create the weeds, but he allows them because you need them to succeed. Adam and Eve had to grow with a snake in the garden. Jacob had to grow with a sneaky uncle Laban. That tricked him into marrying his ugly daughter Leah when he wanted the pretty one, Rachel. I ain't saying the Bible said it. <laughs> Joseph had to grow with the gift to interpret dreams when his sneaky weed brothers threw him in a pit, sold him into slavery. Moses had to grow as a leader to get a bunch of complaining weed-like people out of Egypt and through the wilderness. David had to grow as a king in a cave with the weed king Saul that was jealous of every move that David ever made. Daniel had to grow to be the best and brightest in Babylon when the weeds of the king's advisors made trumped up laws to trap him so that he would be thrown in a lion's den. Mary, the virgin Mary, had to grow as the mother of Jesus with the stigma of a community that believed she was unfaithful because she was impregnated by the Holy Spirit, but people didn't believe that. Paul had to grow as an apostle, the Bible says, with a thorn in his side that we still don't know what it is to this day, but God did not remove it from him because he knew that he would grow in spite of the thorn that troubled him. And oh, King Jesus, he had to grow in wisdom and stature in favor with God and man to carry the weed of the cross that was meant to kill him but would ultimately 
make him the savior of all of mankind what if I told you you needed your weeds to succeed don't be so quick to rid yourself of the weed because that weed can help you grow to succeed if you embrace your purpose in the weeds I don't know who I'm talking to today but I love what Matthew 1330 the second part says he says at that time I will let the harvesters first collect the weeds tie them in bundles to be burned then gather the wheat and bring it into my barn the truth is in the end the weeds will not last but the wheat will look at your neighbor say man you're wheat look at your other neighbor the one you don't like so much and you think they're weeded say man you're wheat we're not weeds man when you love Jesus when you accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior you're not counted amongst the weeds you are counted amongst the wheat but there may be some people in this room where that is not your reality yet God has has slowed down he has been patient with the process of your salvation to give you time to grow up enough to separate yourself from the weed so that when the harvest comes you'll be treated like wheat and not like weeds this is the God that we serve for I love what Matthew 13 41 through 43 says it says the son of man will send out his angels and they will weed out of his kingdom everything that causes sin and all that do evil they will be thrown into the blazing furnace and there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth verse 43 then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of the father whoever has ears let them hear the righteous the wheat will shine like the sun in the kingdom of the father and the only way to stand tall amongst the weeds and shine like the sun in the kingdom is through the salvation of Jesus for he is the way the truth and the light and no man gets to the father except through him but I love what John 15 says he says I am the vine and my father is the gardener if you want to be attached to the life-giving vine and you don't want to get caught up in the weeds you need to receive the life-giving of Jesus Christ because without him separate from him you are not wheat that bears fruit but you are weed that tries to choke the life out of the weed I don't know about you I don't want to be a weed I want to be attracted to the vine the vine of Jesus Christ who gives me life and life more abundantly because in the end God is watching to see how you grow in the weed in the end I want to stand tall I don't want there to be a question about who I am I want to stand so tall that all the weeds do is fall around me you can't even grow on me you're not even allowed to grow with me because I grow differently if you want to grow different you can't grow different without Jesus you can try to do it on your own all you want to trust me try it, it doesn't work you want to grow different today all you need is Jesus every head bowed Every eye closed. My call is simple and my call is clear whether you're in person or online today. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I want to give you an opportunity.
What's an opportunity, the favorable time for the attainment of the goal? I don't know what brought you in this building, and I don't know what made you watch online, but I do believe that God has been patient with your growth because he wants to give you time to grow differently. Don't grow like the weeds. Grow like the wheat that is connected to the vine of Jesus. If you're in this place today, you say, man, I want to grow different. I don't want to grow the way I've been growing. I need Jesus. I'm not asking you if you need, you know, a financial miracle. Listen, if you a weed, you're going to squander it anyway. I'm not asking you if you need a physical healing. The purpose of weeds is they kill the things that they surround. So eventually, it's not going well anyway. If you're a weed, but if you're a wheat, if you're attached to the vine, man, you're going to have life. Life and life more abundant. Say, I want to grow differently. I want to grow with Jesus. I don't want to grow on my own. I want to I grow for myself. I want to grow with Jesus. And that's you on the count of three. I want Jesus as my Lord. Say, I want to grow differently. That's you. Not trying to trick you. Here on online, count three. I want you to raise your hand. One, two, three. Hold it up. High enough and long enough for me to see it. Hold it up. I see you and you and you and you and you. Nobody but me and God sees you and 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 you. Do me a favor. If you want to grow differently, weeds grow around. Wheat grows up. If your hands up, stand up. Stand up. Grow up. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do me a favor. You're already standing up. That, that, was, that was the hard part. You say, I want to stand out. I don't want to grow like the weeds. I want to be different. If you already stand up, come down to this altar. I just want to pray with you one last time. Everybody standing in this place. Everybody standing in this place. Come on. And clap for them as they come down. This is a huge. My goodness. Come on. Yeah, hand up. Come on. Come. 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 Come fill in over here. In the, in the center. Come on. I don't know about y'all, but this is what wheat looks like. Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. If you're out there in this audience, I'm believing you're already wheat. So I want you to reach your hands towards your brothers and sisters right now. And for everybody that came down this altar, look at me. Bible says in Romans 10, 9, when you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart, he was raised from the dead, you're saved. That's it. After that, you go on and live the life. Don't let people tell you who you are. They're going to see you make mistakes. They're going to try to call you out. You know what that is? That's weeds. Don't let them weeds tell you who you are. I'm weed. I'm a child of God. I'm, man, I'm, I'm a part of the harvest. I don't care what you say. I ain't perfect, but I'm getting there. I'm working. I'm weed. I'm, I'm still growing. I've been a pastor for 15 years. I'm still growing, still changing. God is shaping me and shifting me into the man that he wants me to be. He wants to make you the man or the woman he wants you to be. Don't let people dictate your growth because that's what we try to do to you. You confess, you believe, and you live knowing that God is patient with you. You down here? Just raise your hand, sign of surrender. 
everybody in this room. Maybe you made that decision online and you raised your hand. I can't see it, but it's not about your hand. It's about your heart. God sees your heart. I want everybody in the sound of my voice to repeat after me. Say, dear Jesus, dear Jesus I've sinned. I've sinned. Not proud of it, but I admit it. Today, I lay my sin down. Take it, I pray. I don't want it anymore. I reach to heaven to receive your forgiveness and take the place of my sin. I ask that you would accept me into your wonderful family. Today, today, I give my life completely to you. I'm yours, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. And amen. Here's what's going to happen for you down here and all of y'all online that made that same decision. The Bible says that when one comes back to the Father. See, he talked about what was going to happen with those that weren't a part of the harvest. Let me tell you what's going to happen with those that are part of the harvest. The Bible says that when one of y'all comes back to Jesus, and there's a lot more than one person up here, there's a celebration in heaven. Angels break dancing, man. They out there singing. God got the whole spread out. All your favorite food that you never even seen before is laid out for you. There is a party in heaven happening in your honor right now. And I can't open up the ceiling and show you what that looks like. But I can help you hear what it sounds like right here on earth. Because the family, y'all about to scream louder than you ever screamed in your life. Because you remember when this was you, right? You remember when this was you, right? So now we're going to scream for them because all of heaven cheers for them. Online, start hitting all the hearts, start hitting all the likes, putting up all the emojis. On the count of three, y'all gonna scream louder than you ever scream. And y'all see that sign says, welcome to the family? That's what y'all are. Y'all are a part of the family, but not even, not even just the cool church family. You're a part of the family of heaven. God smiles down on you. And I never want people to make a decision for Christ and we don't take the time to explain and we don't help you along the process. So what's gonna happen is, I promise you, they're gonna step out into the lobby. They're not getting raptured, okay? You can find them in the lobby after service, okay? Y'all gonna step that way. There's a gift I wanna make sure that you get. There's a Bible in there, a bunch of cool stuff in there just for you. And I want folks that are there, if you have any questions, we ain't scared of questions because Jesus wasn't either. All right, you got any questions about what happened? They'll answer them for you, all right? And if they can't, I'll be out there, I will, all right? <laughs> so. I want y'all to turn that way. On the count of three, when they walk out, y'all scream for them like it's the Super Bowl. Here we go. One, two, three. Go. Come on, let them know. Let them know God loves them. Let them know they sons and daughters of the Most High. Let them know they are wheat. Let them know they are harvested to the kingdom. And God loves them. If you believe it, raise your hands and sing it up. Thank you so much for listening. To hear more messages like this one, please be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel. And if you like what you've heard, please consider sharing it with your friends because it helps so much. Don't forget to connect with us at our website, thecoolchurch.com. And always remember that you were created out of love.